my memory is fine. Those were the words uttered by the US President Joe Biden earlier today as he dismissed the findings of a special counsel report on his handling of classified documents. The report found evidence that the president willfully retained and shared highly classified information when he was a private citizen, but it concluded that no criminal charges were warranted because of his age and his, quote, significantly limited memory, including his memory of when his first son died. There's even reference that I don't remember when my son died. How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, it wasn't any of their damn business. US President Joe Biden there speaking at a hastily convened press conference earlier today. Eric Cortalesa is a reporter at Time magazine. He joined me from Washington, D.C. earlier. Thanks so much. The, uh, the decision to not file criminal charges against President Biden for mishandling classified documents really should have been an illegal exoneration. Doesn't feel that way, does it? No, it doesn't. I mean, the president was in a really unusual situation here. On the one hand, he's got really good news insofar as the special counsel cleared him of all criminal wrongdoing. They did a thorough investigation. They released a 388-page report and found that he did nothing to warrant criminal charges. On the other hand, he's got bad news, which is that embedded in this report is a bit of editorializing by this Trump-era holdover prosecutor, Robert Herr, who basically calls into question his mental acuity at a time when the president's mental acuity is being deeply questioned by the electorate, when he's got crises he's managing at home and abroad, and when his polling has hit its lowest since he's been in office. So, you know, while the president should be taking a victory lap, he has to go both on the offensive and the defensive. Let's take a listen to another exchange here during the president's White House address today. Many American people have been watching and they have expressed concerns about your age. That is they, your judgment. They, that is your is judgment. That is not the judgment concerns. of the press. They express concerns about your mental acuity. They say that you are too old. Mr. President, in December, you told me that you believe there are many other Democrats who could defeat Donald Trump. So why does it have to be you now? Why, what is your answer to that question? I'm the most qualified person in this country to be President of the United States and finish the job I started. <laughs> I mean, Eric, it's safe to say a very tense uh, press conference in the White House. Do you think that this has all the hallmarks of a hit job? (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, I mean, it certainly to many in Washington did not seem appropriate for the special counsel to be including his subjective interpretations uh, of the president's behavior, memory in a report that is really just supposed to be about his findings on a legal matter. I mean, you saw the president be at his most fiery, his most defensive, most combative with the press to combat these allegations that are in the report. I mean, you know, he really took particular umbrage at the notion that he had forgotten when his son died. And I think that is something that he can be righteously indignant about. But, you know, that is certainly going to be an argument that Democrats make as Republicans try to use this against Biden politically in the coming months, which is that, you know, this was politically motivated, that it was a hit job by a 
Trump era prosecutor and that this was not, you know, an objective finding. This is a subjective editorializing on the part of someone who has politically always been aligned with the uh, opposition. Let me ask you, Eric, why isn't there another viable candidate for the Democrats in the United States? Well, you know, it's a really um, interesting question. I think that Joe Biden is the incumbent. Uh, Democrats feel loyal to him. They think that he has had a winning track record in the White House. I mean, his legislative domestic accomplishments are very significant, right? There, he's probably done more legislatively than any Democratic president since Lyndon Johnson. And the fact that there really has not been any credible alternative to emerge. And I think Democrats are sort of stuck in this place where, you know, they're afraid to damage Joe Biden because they think he's likely going to be the nominee. But in so doing, you know, they're making him the sort of anointed person who's going to run as the incumbent. And incumbents rarely are challenged by their party. It's happened a few times, but it happens rarely. And so they basically just accepted that Biden is going to be the nominee. But I also think that a lot of Democrats feel that Biden can beat Trump and that Trump is very hard to beat. And hey, Biden's the only person ever in any election who has beat Trump once before. And that even with all of his limitations, given his age, given the fact that you know voters are really unhappy with the economy, even though the economy has uh, been heading in a very good direction lately and all of the numbers are staggeringly well, that uh, he stands a chance against Trump. I actually imagine that if it seemed likely that the Republicans were going to put up someone other than Trump, you might see more of a pushback uh, within the Democratic Party to put up another candidate up as the nominee. Time magazine reporter Eric Cortalesa is here. We're discussing the US President Joe Biden's response to findings of a special counsel report which concluded no criminal charges were warranted for mishandling confidential documents. Of course, the other problem, Eric, the president has is that Donald Trump is being prosecuted for keeping classified documents. Could this come to haunt him as we progress through the nomination process and the presidential campaign, assuming Donald Trump is the Republican candidate? You've got a like-for-like comparison about how the two candidates, potential candidates, have uh, treated uh, classified documents. Well, you know, I think the risk is that the perception among the broader public is that they're equal offenders, right? I mean, that's something that Joe Biden has to push up against, right? He's got to dismantle that notion that, well, they both did the same thing. Both sides are equally guilty. They were quite different. Donald Trump took with him willingly top secret documents, classified material, the nation's most sensitive secrets, kept them at Mar-a-Lago where people could easily access them. And when the government tried to retrieve them, he thwarted their efforts to get these documents back, right? If he had just given it back to the government when they asked, he wouldn't have had this problem. He would not have had to endure the search warrant and the prosecution. Joe Biden, on the other hand, discovered these documents and willingly, under his own volition, informed the government that he found them. And after this investigation where he cooperated fully, they found that he did nothing wrong criminally. So there are very substantial differences in the conduct of these two men, But the challenge for Biden is to make sure that the public understands those differences. The age of both of these potential candidates has come into question. I know this is slightly a quirk of your system in that you can't be uh, running for president until you turn 35 years of age, meaning you're ultimately 
end up with uh, midlife to, to late life candidates. But, you know, the president did confuse countries. He referred to Mexico instead of Egypt when talking about the Egyptian right. president, Abdel Fattah el-Sisi. Uh, of course, Donald Trump, when president, did the exact same thing. In an interview, he confused Iraq and Syria after bombing the latter. So do we have to have a look at these age um, minimum requirements for presidential candidates in this country? You know, I mean, it's a, it's, this is a very unique election in which the two likely nominees are elderly men. <laughs> and people have certainly floated that idea. You've had candidates like Nikki Haley discuss the need for mental competency tests uh, for office holders in the United States. You know, I think, you know, as far as with Joe Biden, I mean, Democrats like him widely. And I think their biggest consternation is that he's too old. Donald Trump doesn't seem to carry that same baggage, even though he's very close in age, based on how he's treated by his own members of his own party, by the press. But, you know, certainly his opponents in the GOP primary have tried to use it against him. And, yeah, you know, I think that it depends for each individual candidate. There was a time when the voters actually preferred someone who was older and more experienced. I mean, famous example was when Ronald Reagan ran against Walter Mondale and Walter Mondale tried to use his age against him and Reagan shot back, I agree, I'm not going to use my opponent's youth and inexperience against him, right? So, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's a changing landscape. I think that there are certainly a lot of voters in America who would prefer the two options to be younger, but, you know, we'll see if they push for any kind of of changes in statute or a constitutional amendment to change requirements. Right now, I think that would be a really heavy lift. Incisive analysis, Eric. Really appreciate your time. Eric Cortalesa is uh, the uh, Time magazine reporter who's uh, joining me from Washington, D.C. Great to talk to you. Thanks so much.